This is The Bird Show. You're married or you're in a relationship. We all got the same goals, man. Try to keep it together, right? So anytime we can give each other some advice, sure helps. It goes a long way. Kristen's got the magic what? Words. Words. And it's it's five things that you need to be more comfortable saying in your relationship. And I, you know, this came up on my For You page and I started scrolling through and I'm like, these are incredible. And I could not agree more. Was one of the things on the list uh, what Kay Lee said to Aaron when he's like, hey, bring that thickness over here? Yeah, no, that was not one of them. That wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do distinctly remember that. <laughs> and that did not crack the list. So this is coming from... Um, <laughs> you are such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them, though. Bring Gotta love them. thickness over here. Um, so this comes from an Instagram page called meet underscore the Freemans had never heard of them. Um, and like I said, this popped up in my for you page. And so they are marriage wisdom plus eight years of coaching couples. They have a couples workshop. They have a book called the argument hangover. So they kind of know their stuff. They have a significant amount of followers, which gave it a little more credibility, right? So the post said, if you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying and then there's a list of conversations. The first one is, you're right. I didn't get that done as I had promised. I know it was important to you and I'm going to get it done today. The next one. Hold on. Let, let, let's stop on that one for a second. Okay. Because haven't you and Bart slipped on this one quite, quite a bit? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, it's, we so often instead of like taking accountability because we're embarrassed we didn't do something or we feel guilty, it's this really, I, I, I wish I understood the science behind why our brains do this, but we get so defensive and you want to blame the other person and you start a fight rather than just taking ownership of the fact like, you know what, I screwed up, mm -hmm. my bad, I should have done this and I didn't, that's on me. But people are so adamant about not being wrong. Yeah. And um, I guess once you get your ego in there on any situation, yeah. that's what trips you up. Yeah. So that was the first one. And I'm like, he and I both guilty of that. Um, the next one, if you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying, I'm sorry I got defensive and didn't hear you out. Can you share that again so I can understand what you need? That's good. Yeah, I know, really right? Mm -hmm. Say that one again. I'm sorry I got defensive mm -hmm. and didn't hear you out. Can you share that again so I can understand what you need? Because you like if you immediately shut out in the beginning of the conversation, like it's just hearing each other out and not shutting off. If you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying... And this was, this is the one. Oh, I felt seen when I saw this one. I realized I was snappy and short with you. I have some other things I'm overwhelmed by and you didn't deserve that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I've had to use that quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Most mm -hmm. of the time it's my period. <laughs> but I got to take ownership of it. There's no defense for that for a guy. No. Zero nope. once you say that. And, Bart and guys aren't keeping track. You could use that literally 365 <laughs> You really good. You're like, dang, how many periods does this bitch have? <laughs> you are going to bleed to death. <laughs> Somebody get a target in here. Um, no, but Bart does this too because he's a stay-at-home dad. He gets overwhelmed with, you know, the kid and stuff like that. And he can get snappy with me. And he realizes you, you, this is your teammate. This is your partner. You shouldn't be getting snappy with them of all people. You got you to gotta keep that in check. All right, so the next one. If you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying, 
I know you have been working so hard lately, and I want you to know I see and appreciate everything you do for our family. Right? That one. That one hit hard, too. Because I often, you know, you take for granted what the person is bringing to the relationship. And I, I, I recognize, like, I often take for granted what my husband does on a day-in, day-out basis as a stay-at-home dad. So, and I think he also takes for granted, too, what I, what I do for a working mm-hmm. mom sometimes. So we just need to recognize and show appreciation and gratitude for each other because that's going to go a long way. And then the last one, if you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying... I feel like I need to vent about some things I'm overwhelmed by at work. Could you just listen to me vent for a few minutes? And then, and and be sure to just say listen, right? Cuz yes, yeah. we're always trying to fix things and really all you want to do is mm. tell us. And I thought there was only five, but I was wrong. There's more. This is why I should probably pay more attention to things that, <laughs> like my husband suggested. You. <laughs> if you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying, I noticed that I've been more critical and nitpicky lately, and that's not enjoyable at home. I'm going to focus on more positivity. Mm-hmm. It's basically like recognizing like your, your own S, you know what I mean? It's a lot of accountability. A here. lot of accountability. I am trying to interpret what Cassie's face is right now as you're rattling these off, and I can't figure it out. So I have loved all of these. I could be better at some of them. That one I do not agree with. Say that one again, one more time. I noticed that I've been more critical and nitpicky lately, and that's not enjoyable at home. I'm going to focus on more positivity. No, maybe if you did what I asked okay. you to the first time, I wouldn't be so nitpicky. I, no, I'm saying there is like there is truth to being like I'm sorry I've been snappy and not handling requests well, and I totally agree with that. But focusing on positivity, that's cool. But sometimes I feel like it can be toxic to the point where we're ignoring the actual issue. So mm-hmm. saying like, hey, I'm sorry, I've been nitpicky asking you to do the dishwasher for the 15th freaking time. I'm going to be more positive. I don't know how to be more positive to do that because I'm annoyed. And mm-hmm. I think that is repressing my feelings. So we haven't picked up on that. You're annoyed. I all. disagree with that one. <laughs> do the damn dishwasher. All right. And this is the last one. If you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying, I know we've been so busy lately and haven't made time for us. Mm. Let's plan some quality time this week and the very last slide no one is perfect we just need to simply own up to our actions and course correct quickly for our marriage to thrive we need to be willing to acknowledge apologize how things have been lately and share ways that will be better marriage requires us to self-reflect and recognize how our actions attitudes and choices have been affecting the relationship all right let's go over the title of this again um if you plan to be married a long time, get more comfortable saying. Does anybody ever plan on being a sh- married a short amount of time? <laughs> <laughs> Four years is going to be good for me. <laughs> That's why I love the contract idea. Yeah, let's yeah. Just, let's I'm just, not mad at that idea at all. Sports do it. Marriages should do it yep. too. Three-year contracts and you decide if you want to sign up again. If you want to renew. If you want to renew. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. All right, so if you ever have a dilemma or an issue that you need advice with, please hit us up at com. A dude has hit us up. She told him she's pregnant, but he had a vasectomy, and she doesn't know he had a vasectomy. So is the baby his or not? <laughs> this is so juicy and so dramatic. Are we about to turn into the Maury Povich show? We 100% are. All right, get your uh, manila envelopes ready yep. so we can figure this out. My favorite part. Hey, Bert Show. I'm in a cold sweat and in a panic over here. I need some serious help and fast. I know you guys get some crazy stories, 
but I'm not sure anyone has ever been in my exact predicament. Regardless, I need advice ASAP. Imagine my surprise when the girl I've been dating for a whopping three months tells me she's pregnant. Oh, that's not the surprise. The surprise is I had a vasectomy years ago, which she doesn't know about. Wow. I had planned on telling her if when we got more serious. We aren't even using labels right now, so I haven't felt the time is right. We haven't even had the first conversation about our future or whether or not either one of us wants kids. Obviously, that's a big no for me. She broke the news to me the other night. She seemed nervous, but excited. I think she was more nervous about telling me than the actual pregnancy. I couldn't hide the shock on my face. I mean, I know vasectomies aren't 100, but they're as close as you can get to 100. I think it was more shocked than she expected because I could see her start to get upset. I don't know why, but I didn't spit out that she couldn't be pregnant with my baby because I had a vasectomy. Would have been the first thing I said. I'd basically basically be calling her a hoe while she's trying to tell me I'm going to be a dad. (laughs) But is she? (laughs) For real though, we weren't using labels, but I thought we, um, but I thought we were exclusively dating. I know I wasn't sleeping with anyone else. Man, how in the world do I handle this conversation? I don't want to insult her, but I also have no interest in being a dad. Never in a million years did I imagine being in this situation. That's why I got the vasectomy. <laughs> oh, how does this conversation go, Mo? Ooh. I know, right? You with, call her a hoe. With, no. <laughs> he was trying to avoid that. Yeah, with brutal honesty. There's no other way to approach this outside of we have to get to the bottom of this and we have to get to the bottom of this really quickly. We had a mystery on our hands. Absolutely. I, I don't mean, think we need Sherlock Holmes for this, though. <laughs> it seems like a pretty open and shut case. That's what I'm thinking. And I mean, I guess I get the him not wanting to be... Or make her uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, if I'm in his shoes, you got some explaining to do, and I would have zero problems bringing that to the table. I think this is just a valuable lesson, going back to health class in high school, that you need to talk about birth control before you sleep with someone. That's this could have been point, eradicated. Like, oh, girl, we we don't got to wrap it. I got a vasectomy. And she would have been like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we that's, 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 how, that's, that's right. how your intimate encounters go. Okay. <laughs> that, that reenactment was so incredible. That's, right. that's my sexy voice. That's how I lure the boys from the bar to my bedroom. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a vasectomy. You have a vasectomy. That is so so incredibly awesome. So amazing. Okay. No, for real. I, I just can't believe that this wasn't even a conversation before you guys slept together. I mean, yeah. now that it's already happened, it's passed. But let's be real. I have heard, and this is just maybe because I live on TikTok, but I have heard of people getting pregnant after they have a vasectomy. Like, yeah. it is close to a 100, but it's still very, very plausible that a little guy could slip through and you could become a father. It's close enough to 100 huh? that I got some questions. In most <laughs> cases, vasectomy is more than 99% effective. Out of 2,000 men who are sterilized, one will get a woman pregnant during the rest of his lifetime. Looks like you that one. <laughs> I, I feel like this is one of those moments when if a woman were in his shoes, she would have this incredible way to play chess to really figure this out and paint her into a wall. It's just because being a man, I'm not good at that. I don't know how he can use this information to kind of get the truth out of her without actually making her seem 
like a hoe, as he mentioned. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because this is a, that's why I, I I actually appreciate him writing because he wants to handle this delicately, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't want he doesn't want to insult her. He doesn't want to make her feel bad, um, especially since she's you know she's pregnant, right? So you, you want to handle this with. Kid gloves. Should have been wearing another sort of glove. <laughs> um, the yeah. other kid gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, you just kind of, that's a band-aid. You got to rip off and you got to, it's sooner, like this is not, so, like this is not a can you kick down the road. Mm-hmm. Like this is something you need to do like yesterday. Here's the thing. She might not have even stepped out on him within the three months that they've de- been together. They've True. only been together for three months. So it's very possible that she had no idea that she was maybe four or five months pregnant uh, before he even got into the picture. So it's totally possible that he could go, hey, I had a vasectomy. Did you happen to sleep with someone right before we got together? And she could go, oh yeah, it could be the other guy. And I should talk to him. Yeah, either way, you got questions. All right, here's the deal. You need to have that conversation tonight and then you got to hit us up and let us know how that conversation went. Yeah, they didn't have that conversation for us. Yes. Alright, on to some email here. So if you got something going on in your life you want to share with the Burt Show, try to get some advice from Burt Show fam all over the city, go ahead and hit us up at theburtshow.com. In this case, her sister's offering her 30 bucks a day to babysit her two kids. Is she getting taken advantage of? What is like the going right now? Um, it's not $30 a day. I can tell you that for <laughs> dang sure. Um, but we can look that up as far as like what the average daycare is just exorbitant. And is it then, crazy? Oh my God. There's a, there's, there could potentially be, this has been a huge issue. Um, and there could potentially be also a daycare shortage and parents were freaking out, not knowing what they're going to do. But a lot of parents have been lamenting that they literally work just so they can pay somebody else to watch their kids. Yeah, and and it's, it's really, really deflating. I mean, this is just pure capitalism here. Also, if there are less people that are in the profession, they can charge more. Yes. Right. All right, so the letter reads, Hey, Burt Show, is my sister taking advantage of me? I am very currently blessed to be able to stay home with my son eight months. Recently, though, I've been given the opportunity to babysit two little girls, eight and two, from my church. Their mom, a former nanny, is paying $80 a day for me to babysit her two daughters two days a week. My twin sister is now starting to work full-time in retail this coming Monday. She's asked me to come up with a weekly price to babysit her son, who is four, four days a week. After discussing with my husband, we decided $50 a day, $200 a week as a minimum because she's family. After discussing with her husband, they don't like the very very expensive rate we offered and are suggesting a rate of $30 a day. I love my nephew but that's literally less than half of the family from church. My husband thinks this is unreasonable and slightly insulting and isn't willing to accept that. Minimum wage in Idaho is $7.25 and she'd be paying about half of minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Am I in the wrong because he's he's family? Are we the unreasonable ones? P.S. She just got a $6 raise in addition to working full-time hours. Facebook listener, Sierra. All right, moms on the show are going to have to get in on this one. one 855 because in my mind, I would try to make this very business-like and take the family part of it right out. You have to. Um, but most people in a family can't do that because they're going to throw that family thing around. Mm-hmm. I Look, I would just make it a business thing. Let's sit down and talk about it okay. and look at it like it's a math problem. Yeah, and it's one of those where you come up with, um, you know, you're, 
you're throwing first offers out there mm-hmm. and then you like you negotiate. So you said, you know, 50. She said 30. So go back at her with 40. I think that's fair. And I don't have kids, but I do know that it's been a really difficult thing for my friends that have just started having babies. I mean, it's like you said, Kristen, it's like a second mortgage when it comes to childcare. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to do the best you can to get the deal that makes sense for both of you. But yeah, it ain't an easy thing. Wait, what's up, Cass? Um, you hold out for that higher dollar amount. Just because your family decided to have a baby does not make you obligated to give them free child care. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is someone who would love to have family nearby to give me free child care. Because it really does take a village, but we're in a time now where you have to hire your village. And I don't think it's fair for one person to make a decision, decision and then expect everyone else to sacrifice because of your decision. Now, I think giving a prorated rate for family is a really nice thing to do. I also don't think that's necessary because you Mm -hmm. could be sitting somebody else's kids and making that bank. Why should you have to make less money and suffer unless you know your fam's in a really hard, tough like position and you want to help them out? Yeah. You shouldn't have to cut back on your life so that they can live theirs. You should look at it like it's a bit a business decision yeah. mm-hmm. and there's no blood involved whatsoever. Because even if you do take this job and you take it for less money, you're just going to like feel like you're getting taken advantage of. Because you are. Because you are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's get Holly on hold here. Holly's coming on hold. Here we go. Holly, Holly. Old Holly. <laughs> hey, Holly. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. All right. So she thinks that she is being taken advantage of because she's the sis here. That's that's not the case, actually, because you're not paying daycares by the hour. That would be more of a babysitting rate. Mm-hmm. But in, like at the end of the day, I pay a daycare way less than seven fifty an hour, whatever she says, minimum wages, because you're you're paying like for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Now, if if she was paying a date, like a babysitter for like, you know, two hours to watch her kid at the end of the night outside of daycare hours, absolutely, you know, paid 10 to $15 an hour for that. But for work hours, I pay a daycare two, two, no, one fifty a week. So if she's charging her family mm. 200 a week, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's going to be a little bit steeper than an actual daycare would mm. charge. Okay. And it's for four days, not five. And it's for four days, not five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's our answer. The Bird Show. All right, let's get back to Lori here because she wanted our help yesterday because her boss was making her life a living hell. Hey, Lori. Hi. All right, so tell us about this relationship that you have with your boss that is so bad that you came to us looking for some leverage, hoping that we could find he was dating a coworker. Yeah, he's, it's just toxic, but it's one of those, like, you know that you have to keep your job, but you are in such a bad relationship that you almost get highs when you're driving to work, so... It's, it's, it's just really not, it's not good. It's not healthy. And then on top of that, it's kind of like he's so righteous in such a way of treating people like crap and pretty much you're just living a lie. And it's just frustrating. It is frustrating when somebody presents themselves a certain way in public, but you have some insider information and you know what this person actually is like behind closed doors and people are getting a very skewed version of mm-hmm. what this person is actually like. Exactly. And it, and that's what it is. And it's just kind of like two years 
I think I kind of mentioned in the emails, like two years of just constant like criticism, um, just throwing like jobs and things. Sometimes that's not even my job. And now I'm also realizing some of the extra jobs I start doing on certain days. It's like, oh, wait a second. I'm doing this person's job because hmm, you two might be busy doing something else. So you're making sure that this person is clear. It's so many little things that I started going like, wait a second. Some other, some things are just not adding up. So yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, And it's, it would be easy to say, well, just get another job. I mean, there aren't a lot of great jobs out there for the having right now. So I can understand why you're trying to, to stick it out. Exactly. But at the same time, it's my sanity. It, if it's not healthy, what does it matter if something happens to me or drop, you know, the, you know, Lord forbid, because I'm in such a bad situation that there is no peace. Right. So you think that if what we did last night and you catch this dude, your boss, dating a coworker, that you can use this to leverage with him so he will back off so you won't expose him for dating a coworker? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to try to sugarcoat it, are you? <laughs> Pretty much. Not even going to sugarcoat it because it's just kind of like, oh, hmm, okay. Okay. Like, it's a risky game. It, 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 it is. It is, but what do you do? It's kind of like, what else am I, what else? Maybe, you'll, you know, maybe he'll calm down a little bit. It's not like trying to blackmail him, but in a sense, it's kind of like, hey, you have this, you that. Can I just have my sanity? Is there, like, a, is there a rumor in the office that he is going out with somebody? Or are you just like th- just trying to throw anything out there? No, it's getting, actually it's getting a little obvious. So it's kind of like if I don't, someone else will. Uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And so and he is married and this other co-worker is married and you know oh, for... Oh, very much so. Like I'm on Facebook. I'm actually friends... That's the thing is, it's like I actually would be a little more friends with his wife if he wasn't such a, he himself was such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you wanted us to do a War of the Roses to catch a cheater on this dude just to see if the gut and the rumors in the office are true. Kristen, you want to take it from here? Yeah, we sent a fake promotional email to the email address Lori provided us for him. He's offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with pictures. We have Ballet of Blossoms perform a dance of love (laughs) with this bouquet, bringing together pink lilies, soft pink roses, and delicate baby's breath, creating a Ballet of Blossoms that dances gracefully in the heart of the beholder. We have Garden of Gratitude. Express your heartfelt thanks with this bouquet, a splendid display of vibrant Gerberas, pink roses, and purple lysanthus, creating a Garden of Gratitude in bloom. Then there was Sunrise Embrace. Give someone a warm, vibrant hug with this bouquet. A blissful blend of yellow lilies, orange roses, and bright sunflowers mimicking the vivid hues of a morning sunrise. Perfect to brighten up their day. And lastly, Ruby Romance. Delve deep into the realm of love with this luxurious bouquet showcasing two dozen red roses amidst a lush backdrop of rich green eucalyptus leaves. This arrangement echoes the timeless depth and beauty of a ruby romance. Those were really lovely yeah, right? descriptions this time. Too bad they don't exist. I know. Um, <laughs> in exchange, he was asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a future order. The first promotional email was sent at 9.47 a.m. A second email was sent out at 11.53 a.m. And then he ordered flowers at 2.37 p.m. 
Um, and this is where we're going to need you to weigh in, Lori. So he picked Ruby Romance, the Red Roses. Um, the note on the card, he wrote instructions to leave the note blank or not to include one. He said she would know who sent them. So there is no note, no sign, like, sign, nothing. And he sent them to Megan at a business address for this Friday morning. Is it? Was Megan our target? <laughs> yep. Judging by that evil laugh, <laughs> I, I'd say we succeeded. Yeah. The only reason I knew it was like a business address because his wife right now would be at home. Mm-hmm. So, Megan, so, your coworker, is going out with the boss. So. Yeah. Man, that pisses me off. I'm sorry because I literally just got another assignment around that man. Okay. So, what do you do with this info now? Wow. Um,. I'm sorry, I'm ticked off because I miss an important thing with my family because I got a job and I know it was for that. Oh, wow, that makes sense. And she lied in my face why she couldn't do the job. Okay, awesome. So now you're mad at the coworker and you're mad at the, uh, yeah, the boss. Yeah, because now it's like, okay, you're... All I have to say, that's not his wife. Well, it's going to be an interesting day for you at work today. <laughs> People are going to be like, why is Lori in such a bad mood? <laughs> and just remember, <laughs> Megan's not getting any flowers on Friday. Oh, yeah, so that's right. if you were going to do anything with that, <laughs> like if you wanted to take this a step further, Lori, I'm not encouraging it, but I'm going to throw the idea. I'm going to float the idea out there. You could send a dozen roses to, or however many it was supposed to be, to Megan and at the office with no note. And you could walk by her desk and be like, I know who sent you those and just walk away. But what if she put something on the note and oh. all it says is, I know what you did last <gasps> That's right. Night. We, we could do that. <laughs> I know what you did in conference room B, Megan. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, Kristen, it's time for Bad Take of the Week. Yes, I follow somebody called Unexpectedly Fun on Instagram, and he stitches together these bad takes and then dances to a very inappropriate song afterward. I, af <laughs> I absolutely love him. He's freaking hilarious. What's his name? Unexpectedly Fun. Okay. Okay, he's a professional dancer, and so he'll take these horrible takes and then stitch him you know, calling out this person for their take, dancing to it, and like flipping off the camera. It's it's amazing. So um, one of these stitches, I did a little deep dive. And so I'm trying this out to see if we like it, but it is going to be my bad take of the week, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, there will be no shortage of these online. No, there, there won't be. It took, because he doesn't credit the person with the bad take, with yeah. the stitch. So I have to like kind of do a little bit of sleuthing online, but... This guy was easy to find. How many weeks will we come in here with Joe Rogan takes? No. <laughs> I'm going to try to spread the love equally between okay. all people, all genders. So this is from Jim Ramos. He is a best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Men in the Arena, a nonprofit Christian ministry focused on equipping men to honor God and the leadership of their family, church, and community. And this is his bad take. And I want you to look at that woman that you married, that beautiful 25-year-old gal you married 15 years ago, 10 years ago, has she become worn out and haggard and, I'll just say it, ugly? If she has, you've got to take some ownership there. Why has she become that? What is it about her relationship with you that is leading her down that path? So look at your wife, assess her beauty, act accordingly.
All right, first of all, <laughs> what is he doing cardio at the same time? Is he's, he running? No, he's walking. He's walking. He's walking. That was just walking? That was walking. Right. Oh, no, trust me. I looked at some of the comments. People are definitely like, is he winded because he's walking? And right, I am getting that guy a Planet Fitness membership, okay? Do you, Mo and Bert, ever get tired of your gender? Because it feels like every week there's some A-hat open in his mouth and he shouldn't be. And I just feel bad for y'all because I feel like... All men get a bad rap from douche nozzles like this. I don't get tired of it because I laugh at the stupidity. <laughs> it's really beautiful. I get tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very I, just, annoying. I genuinely feel bad for y'all because there's so many good guys. And then he opens his mouth and I'm like, I hate all men. And then I'm like, no, it's not all men. <laughs> I hate that dude. And if you watch this video. Yeah. This guy's talking about ugly wives. Has he looked in the mirror? <laughs> this guy is the definition uh, of ugly. Sometimes you need to hear a take twice to really unpack it all. Can we hear it one more time? And I want you to look at that woman that you married, that beautiful 25-year-old gal you married 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Has she become worn out and haggard? And I'll just say it, ugly? If she has, you've got to take some ownership there. Why has she become that? What is it about her relationship with you that is leading her down that path? So look at your wife. Assess her beauty. Yep. Act accordingly. Yeah. All solid. So, <laughs> super solid. So sit her down tonight and tell her that you're taking responsibility yes. for her haggardness and her ugliness. Yes. Say, look, I realize now that you're haggard and ugly. And I'm putting this on myself. So what can I do? <laughs> To make you less haggard and less ugly. Yes. Okay? So, we... <laughs> from the I, from I, I kind of like the idea of blaming someone else for me being a six. Like, this, this isn't my fault, buddy. That's not a bad way to look at it. What a complete and total uh, moron. And yeah. from the sounds of it, he's not even going to be able to walk that back. Yeah. Where he's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, Kristen, you had the desire to do this every week, but I don't think it gets any worse than that. Really? Oh, from <laughs> oh. It will. Remind, it will. Remind me to send y'all the sermon of the guy calling Jesus a stripper. Huh? He calls him the best stripper of all time. Jesus, is there, okay, please send it to me, and that'll be our bad take next week. Okay, and I'm getting out of the studio when we play that one. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning can come from anywhere, right? The Burt Show. All right, let's move on to Am I the A-Hole? Because is she the A-Hole for ditching her friend because she just doesn't like her boyfriend? Mo's got the email. Hi, friends. I love y'all so much, I call y'all my friends. And now I need your advice. I am currently living in Mexico, and seven years ago, I moved from Mexico City to a smaller city in northern Mexico. I was super lucky to find a group of mommy friends that were accepting and cool of me and my neurodivergent son. What? Ne neurodivergent son? Yeah. Like, so you have neurotypical and neurodivergent, mm -hmm. ADHD or okay. autism, something like that. Gotcha. One of the friends in this group started dating a guy, and she introduced her daughter to him almost immediately. I personally wouldn't, but that is not my business. Less than a year into their relationship, I want to say eight months, they moved in together. Here's where my problem starts. She moved out of the house she shared with her partner four months later. At a gathering we had, she was telling us why and started bawling because she said he told her he doesn't really feel comfortable with her daughter, and basically... He doesn't like her. She didn't say why, but she would lose sleep thinking he would kick her out of the house because of how her daughter acts. To be fair, her daughter does have behavioral issues due to the fact that she has experienced a tremendous amount of loss in her short life. Now, I want to unfriend her 
because she got back with this dude. It was clearly expressed he doesn't like her daughter. And I know the little girl knows he doesn't like her. Mm. I cannot get over how this will affect this little girl. And now I cannot stand the guy. Mm. Also, everything my friend does is starting to annoy me. <laughs> I don't want it to come across that she needs to date who I say. But I cannot get past seeing her cry and express all that's said about her child and pretend that I am cool with this guy. Mm-hmm. So am I the a-hole? Thanks for your wise words. Yeah, you got to be really careful who you're sharing info with, man, because it can't help but uh, affect how they're going to look at your significant other for sure, right? I have um, multiple friends with neurodivergent kids, and they they love their children, and they they only look at their children as blessings as they should but it can be it can be a difficult road i mean there are struggles and there are hurdles and it can it can be really hard and it can also be really lonely especially if you're a single parent which one of my friends is so because i have this background information and i know this when i'm when i'm looking at this story um i think she really needs a friend right now okay i'm not saying you hang out with this dude and if she talks about him, I say, you shut that down. Be like, listen, I want to be your friend. I want to be here for you and for your kid. I, I, I don't like this guy. I don't like the fact that he doesn't like your kid. I don't think you should be with him, but I'm going to support you. But I can't, I can't hear about him. I think if you establish those boundaries and be like, I'm, I'm going to respect, I, I'm going to respect you and your decisions. I hopefully you can respect my decisions, um, but I don't want to abandon you in your hour of need. That's what it feels like to me. How about y'all? Yeah, I completely agree. You can't abandon your friend at this time. And I get it. And this is coming from like a much different scenario. But like I, when my friends are dating stupid dudes, I don't want to talk to them either. But you you can't abandon her when she's a, a single mom. She's got, she has, she doesn't have the support system that most moms have if they have a partner or maybe if they have family in their life. And even though this guy sucks, I don't think it should affect your relationship. Um, I mean, this could be temporary. I mean, she might be able to finally get out of this relationship, hopefully in the near future. But if she doesn't, um, you got to be there for her to walk her through that decision. And I think she'll really appreciate that looking back. My uh, opinion on this has changed as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I felt as if when my friends were in this situation, if I actually pretended or I guess to like the person then I felt like I was enabling it if I supported it but as I've gotten older I realized you're not necessarily supporting the person you're supporting your friend so I feel like you can express uh, your concerns I don't think there's anything wrong with that but that's something I would do once and then once that's out the way from that point on, there will be nothing left for me to do but try to support as best way as I can because mm-hmm. I feel like she needs that. Yeah, this is going to be a boring segment because I think we're all on the same page. I mean, look, a friend is a friend. If it's a really good friend, you got to be there for crap like this, right? I do think Kristen is right that at some point or another, you're allowed to put up that boundary and go, totally. I'm getting so frustrated here. If you and I are going to be friends here because you're not taking my advice and I just can't be a sounding board anymore. Mm -hmm. You're driving me crazy and you're not doing anything about it. So I'm here for you, but we got to put up a boundary around this conversation. I think that's the only way to do it. And I don't think you're an a-hole. I mean, nobody wants toxicity in their life. I get that. Um, I do feel like your friend's in a very unique situation with the cards she's been dealt. And I think be supportive. Now, if it goes too far, like if it gets super, super toxic, then I I do not begrudge you for like bowing out of the friendship. At a certain point, you, you should only be able to withstand so much. The Bird Show.